This is the University Seventh-day Adventist Church in the sunny Orlando, Florida. We are glad that you are listening to our weekly podcast. Our prayer is that you will be blessed and challenged by our message today. And may God lead you in the next step of your growth in Him. Here is our future sermon. Have you been blessed this morning? If you have been blessed, tell the person who is next to you, I'm a blessed child of God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What a, what a wonderful service. So amazing to be back here. When, when Pastor Alex told me to, to, to come here, I was like, wow. God is merciful with me. <laughs> yeah, he is merciful. He is merciful. Oh, it's a, it's a pleasure. It's a huge pleasure for me to be here. And, you know, this week I finally met Pastor Alex personally. Yeah, he took me to eat last uh, Tuesday, I think it was. He, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he just looked like um, Steve Green or something like that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell him, okay? <laughs> just between us, all right? Uh, but yeah, yeah, we, we, we had a great time together. We, we shared some ministry experience, and it was, it was nice to meeting him. And he's on his anniversary right now. He's like 20 years or something like that. I was like, wow, man, God has blessing you. Yeah. Uh, so today's sermon we titled Escape Rock. Um, have you ever had to escape from someone or from something? From someone? <laughs> That guy from the mall who is, you know, following you, and you're like, who is this guy? Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you remember when you were younger, uh, uh, you, you escaped from a class. Oh, now you remember, right? <laughs> she just opened her eyes, like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's always uh, you feel like nervous when you're escaping from something, right? Um, or maybe from an earthquake. Does anybody here have been in an earthquake before? Yeah, you because you're from Puerto Rico. That's why. <laughs> you too. Okay, okay. Yeah, you guys here in Florida, we, we don't have an earthquake, right? We just has we just have a lot of rain, and that's it. And hurricanes. Yeah, that's true. But um, as I told you last time I was here, I studied in Puerto Rico. Uh, that's a beautiful island, but they have a lot of earthquake. You know. So I remember, I, I love stories, I love sharing my stories. I remember I was, in, I was living in the dorm of the university, Antillian Adventist University, and it was like 11.30 or something like that p.m. I was about to sleep, and I was laying down on my bed. My roommate, he was studying Greek, I remember, and he, he has his personal lamp, you know, on his deck, desk, and suddenly, I started listening to like, doom, 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 doom. I'm like, who's knocking the door at this hour? But then I, I started, you know, moving, you know, doom, 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 doom. I'm like, well, what's going on? You know, this is not the Holy Spirit. Come on, you know. I'm I just turned to my room and, and when I see him, I see the light, you know, the lamp, and it's like, doom, 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 and his face was like, Tavo, an earthquake. I was like. And you know, they, they, they say that when it's an earthquake, you should keep calm. But I'm Hispanic, so I don't keep calm, you know? <laughs> so it's like, what, what, what are we going to do? 
you know, let's run. Yeah, that, that, that building was, was built in 1955 or something like that. So, you know, it was dangerous. So we started running. Our, our, I remember our room was just in the corner of the dorm. So we had a, an, an exit door just next to our, our room door, you know. And he's standing in the, in the exit door, but he, if he opens it, the alarm is going to start, um, you know, it's going to be activated. So he's like thinking, I, 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 do I open the door or, no, or, or, or I stay here? And, you know, at the same time, it's like, dum, 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 open it. So he opened the, the, the door, the alarm started sounding, and we have to go downstairs. So he went first, another guy was second, and I was the third. And I remember, this is a personal story, right? My personal life, right? Okay, we all have personal life, okay. So I remember I get one step, the second step, and they might just whoop, and I went all the way down on my dum, 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 dum. You fill the blank, okay? It hurts. <laughs> when I finally stopped, you know, they were like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, you know? Uh, but, but I remember that moment, and w w when I stand up, we just look to the building, you know, waiting to, to, to collapse or something like that. Nothing happened. But, you know, those moments where you need to run, when, when, when you need to escape something. Maybe today somebody came because has been running from something for a huge problem. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, it's your health, it's your family. I don't know what's your, your huge problem. And you've been running and running and running. And you came this morning. When, when, we, when you, you went, you know, uh, on the road, you talk to God and you say, God, I need you to talk to me. Because I cannot hold it anymore. I've been there. And today we're going to talk about that. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we're about to open your Bible one more time. We need, we need you to talk to us. Please, please glorify this service. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want you to open your Bible. Oh, before I open your Bible, I want, I want to talk about this. Uh, I don't know if you have seen this book before, The Blessing of Adversity. Does anybody of you guys know this guy, Barry Black? Yes? Okay, okay. Yeah, he has written two books. One was uh, From the Hood to the Hills. You have written? It's an amazing book. And this is his second book, The Blessing of Adversity. I'm reading it right now. I'm almost finished it, and it's amazing, amazing. If you're looking for a book to read, this is a good one, okay? Uh, Barry Black, he is the chaplain of the United States Senate. He is, is the first Afro-American guy who is a uh, chaplain of the Senate, and he's the first uh, Adventist guy, you know? So, so, yeah, it's a huge blessing to have him there. And in his book, The Blessing of Adversity, he talks how we can confront the, 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 the problems that we have. Because uh, as uh, Sister Stephanie, right? Sister Stephanie was saying in the, in the moment of prayer, was amazing. Uh, we all have problems, right? And during the time that we are here in this world, we all are going to have problems. That's the reality. How we face them, that's what's going to make the difference. 
and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Okay? Um, I'm going to share some principle of how we can face the, the problems that, 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 that we have to face every single day. There are going to be five. So if you want to write it down, feel more than welcome. If you want to take pictures to the screen, I'm going to be posting some, um, some quotations there. And it's, I'm sure that it's going to be a blessing for you. It has been for my life. That's why I want to share it with you guys. Okay? So, number one, use your map. And we're going to be talking about David today. David. I, 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 love, I love this guy because David, when he was young, he was praising the Lord. When he was an, an adult, he was praising the Lord. When he was old, he was praising the Lord. You know? And he passed through, through a lot of things. A lot. But he always praised the Lord. Um, we are going to use this story. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 23. 1 Samuel chapter 23. If you have your Bible, open it. If you have, if you have it on your cell phone, on your iPad, whatever electronic thing that you have, turn it on. Okay? We're going to be reading the scripture today. Um, in this moment of David's life, he's running. From whom? From Saul. He want to what? He want to kill him. He, 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 he doesn't want to, to get him just to put him on jail. No, 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 no. He want to kill him. He have tried to kill him two times. Okay? And Saul is who? King of Israel and also his father-in-law. So, young people, be careful who you marry with. <laughs> so, he's running. He's running because Saul want to kill him. Now, he's next to a city from Israel and the Philistines are against this city. David asked God, God, should I go and help them? And God says, yes, go. So David go to that city and help these people and the Philistines have to go, you know, go, go, go away. But now Saul knows that David is in that city because somebody from that city told him, you know, the guy just saved their lives, and these people are like, hey, Saul, here's your enemy. Come. No? Have you ever had to, to treat with ingratitude people? Hmm. And now David is like, wow, what, what, what am I going to do? If I stay here, Saul is going to kill me. But should I run? Should I stay? Should I wait? What, what am I going to do? And let's read it. What did David do? 1 Samuel chapter 23, verse 9. I mean the NIV. When David learned that Saul was plotting against him, he said to Abiathar, the priest, bring the, what? The effort. What is the effort? Do you have any idea? The effort was a, a, a cloth that the priest used to, used to use. Okay? Uh, that was how... Um, through, through the effort, God communicates with his people. Okay? So the effort has two um, stones, one in the right shoulder and the other one on the left shoulder. So if the answer was yes, the right stone, the, the, the stone that was on the right shoulder will shine. And if the answer was negative, the stone that was on the left will, um, the opposite of shine? No shine? Okay. <laughs> That's easy, okay. <laughs> Holy Spirit, help us, okay. So, and, and, and David was with Abiathar, who was a priest, and David asked 
these priests, hey, bring the effort because we need to know what to do. Use your map. David in that moment was asking for God's wisdom because he knew that he wasn't wise. And as long as I know I, I, I'm, I'm not wise, we are not wise. We, 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 we try to, to take the things by our own hands, we just mess it up. So David is clear about that. And he is asking God, leave me, please. Leave me. He's like saying, Lord, I'm not smart enough to know which road to take without your guidance and providence. I need you to show me what to do. Should I run? Is Saul coming? God answered, yes, he is. Is these people from this city surrounding me and my, my, and my soldiers? Yes, they will. Okay, let's move. Use your map. God is, he, he wants to give us answer to our prayers. He wants to guide, he wants to lead our life. That, that was Jesus said. You know, when, when Jesus was talking and he was like, hey, so if you... If your, your son or your daughter asks you for bread, for something, would you give them a, a stone or a snake? No, right? So if you, that you're a bad person, and you want to give good things to your sons or daughter, what is going to give God to you? The one who created you. The one who loves you. Hmm. How long, do you, how, how long do you take in your prayer life? You know, how much time do you dedicate your prayer life? Sometimes we're like with the, in, with the water on, on our nose, you know, we don't know what to do. Two Thursdays ago, I was feeling that. I've been passing through, through some hard situation. Yeah, we preachers, we also pass through hard situations. Yeah. Because we also need the same Jesus. And I was praying God. Crying out to God. Like literally crying to God. Hey, what's going to happen here? What, what, what we should do? What I should do? I don't know what to do. And you know, that moment of prayer when you just not ask. You confess your sins to the almighty God. And you confess to the Almighty God, you are nothing. And you need Him. Hmm. God is looking for, for a real relationship with you and me. And He wants to guide us. He wants to lead you through the circumstances that you're passing through. He wants to lead you. Use your map. Use your map. Number two. Stay positive. Oh, I'm preaching to myself. <laughs> Stay positive in the middle of the trouble. Oh, my goodness. Mercy. Oh, let's read verse 13 and 14. It says, So David and his men, about 600 in number, left Keilah and kept moving from place to, to place. When Saul was told that David had escaped from Keilah, he did not go there, 
David stayed in the wilderness strongholds and in the hills of the desert of Seir. Day after day, Saul searched for him. But ha, God did not give David into his hands. Praise the Lord. You, you know what kind of people was with David? It says it was, they were 600. But, but the chapter 22, I think, they dis, the Bible described the people that were with him. And there were people with depths. There were people depressed. That they, they, they don't have any place to go. That's why they were with David. So can you imagine? You know, you, you're passing. The, the, some, the king wants to kill you. And your army is depressed. Wow. And he has to move to place to place day after day. I don't know how long does, did it take. But the Bible said it was day after day after day. I, I, I don't know if you have been surrounded of somebody who is depressed. And, and you know, it's, it's hard because the person who is depressed, and I'm not against that. You know, it's, it's passing through something very hard. But the, normally the person who is depressed, it's very, you know, they, they see everything very dark. And they're like, oh, man, they're so gray, you know. Like the gray days, and it's hard to talk with them. And uh, can you imagine having 600 people like that? Wow! But David decided to stay positive. So I need to move? Okay, let's move. Is it not going to be one day, two days? I don't know, maybe a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month? I don't know, but I'm going to move. That's what the Lord wants. Oh, Western churches said, a pessimist sees the difficult in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficult. Did, did, did you get that? What you're passing through. Do you see the opportunity in your difficulty? <laughs> you know, God was behind all these things that David was passing through. And Helgi White says that he, God was building up his character so he could be a noble king of Israel. Oh, I don't know what you're passing through, but God is behind that. He's doing something in your life. He's doing something in your family. He's doing something in your work. He's doing something in your relationships. He's doing something in your character. I don't know what it is, but he is behind that. And you need to stay positive. Stay positive. Oh, Number three, let's move. Grow up. Oh, man. For, for us men, this is a hard topic, okay? Don't, don't, don't laugh. It's hard for us. Uh, let's read verse 15 and 17. To 17, I mean. While David was at Arish in the desert of Sift, he learned that Saul had come out to take his life. Huh. And Saul's son, Jonathan, Jonathan, right? Jonathan. Jonathan? It's just a Spanish. Jonathan, all right, that's easier. Okay, so a Saul's son, Jonathan, went to David at Orish and helped him find what? 
Are, are, are you reading? Come on, come on, come on. And Saul's son Jonathan, Jonathan went to David at Aris and helped him find strength in whom? In God. Now the first words of Jonathan are, don't be afraid, he said. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel, and I will be second to you. Even my father Saul knows this. So, this is what I see. I see a man who is running away from the king of Israel, who want to kill him. And I see the son of that king meeting with this guy. I, I'm not David, but, but maybe I, I think oh, he, he's behind something, you know. He, he's his son. He's going to prefer him than me. We are just friends. But David, in that moment, chose to grow up in two ways. In his relationship with his friend and in his, his relationship with God. You know, when, when, I don't know about you, but when, when I'm passing through hard times, sometimes I decide to keep quiet. Stay quiet. Don't, don't tell to anybody. People, people don't have to know what, what you're passing through. Maybe, maybe they, they're going to think that you don't trust in God. Or maybe they're going to doubt that God, <laughs> that's the God he's preaching about. And look at him. Just like Job, you know? So sometimes it's like, oh, I prefer to take, you know, to take those things just with me. But I have learned that real friends are in your hard, harder time. And when you share those hard times with your real friends, not everybody's real friend, right? Let's be clear. And I, I'm not talking about Facebook, your problems. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I'm talking about sharing with real friends, real people from God. Ah, I remember that Thursday night. I was telling you before. I was waiting for God to answer me. I couldn't hold it anymore. I felt like I was in the borderline. So the next day, Friday at noon, a friend of mine called me. You know, these kind of friends that you don't talk like too much every single day. You just talk with them like once or twice in the year. But when you talk with them, it's like, whoa. You know, you know, do you have these kind of relationships? Okay. So this friend of mine, um, she's, the, the, she's married with a, with a pastor who's a friend of mine too. They live in Oregon. And we, we, we met, since we were in Venezuela since I was a kid. And always when she called me, I'm passing through something. That's, that's, that's been like since we know each other. And now, that Friday at noon, I see her name on my cell phone. She was calling me. I was like, okay. Hello, Patty. That's her name, Patty. Hello, Patty. Hey, Gustavo, how are you doing? I'm bad. I'm right now, I'm so bad, you know. And you know what? Before you start talking, I pray God. And... I know that your call is an answer from him. So be careful what you say. <laughs> because that's going to be God's voice. She, she started laughing. and said, what? what's going on? And, and I started sharing with her, you know, what, what was my situation. I was like, wow. 
And we talked like for an hour, an hour and a half, and then she told me something very, very, you know, very clear and very classic, but I, 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 was, I haven't seen that before. She said, oh, you know, Gustavo, when, when the darkest moment of the night is just the sun shines. Wow. I was like, hey man. <laughs> it's, it's true. I'm, I'm, I'm a crybaby. I, I am. And that's how God answered our prayer. I wish I could have an effort today with me, you know, with the, with the stones. So God, should I, should, I, should I buy this car? Okay. So God, should I, should I take this job? No, 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 no. So, no. So, but God still answer our prayers. And he used Jonathan to answer and to give strength. David decided to grow up in that moment in relationship with his friends. They made a pact. And also, he decided to grow up with God. He has been running. You know, at, that, at this moment of David's life, he was already anointed as a king of Israel. Can you imagine that? He was already chosen by God as a king of Israel, and he's running in the wilderness. In the wilderness, what is that? Oh, but God was working on, as He is working in you and me today. Eleanor Russell, she said, "A mature person is one who does not think only in absolutes, who is able to be objective even when deeply emotionally." who has learned that there is both good and bad in all people and all things, and who walks humbly and deals chari charitably, I was asking for that word earlier, with the circumstances of life. God wants us to grow up during hard times. Let's move on. Control your doubt. Oh. Verse 25. It says, Saul and his men began the search. David has been running and running and running. And when David was told about it, he went down to the rock and stayed in the desert of Mount. When Saul heard this, he went into the desert of Mount in pursuit of David. So we're about to, to get into the climax of the story. David has been running, moving from place to place. Now Saul knows where is David, and David knows that Saul knows, right? It was a beautiful moment to start doubting about God's guidance. Hey, you say that I should come here, that I should run? So you're going you, so to take me to the, to, the, to the desert just to die here or what? He, he could doubt about everything. And sometimes, sometimes we start doubting. Did I, did I do God's will? God's will? Did I make a mistake? What, if, is, is God guiding me for real? God is not like us. If, even though when, when, when we take bad decisions in our lives, he is not like, oh, well, you took the bad decision. I'm sorry, so you're wrong with the circumstances. I don't know what you're going to do. No! His will will be done. And his plan will be done in your life. 
And I praise God for that. His will will be done. C.S. Lewis <laughs> once described how compl complicated our doubts, doubts can be. He said, we are not necessarily doubting that God will do the best for us. We are wondering how painful the best will turn out to be. This is deep. I don't know how long have you been knowing about God. But maybe you know that, yeah, at the end, all things work for good, right? And we're not doubting about that. But sometimes we are wondering how painful the best will turn out to be. <laughs> to purify the gold, you know what they do, right? They put fire on it so it can be purified. And the circumstances that you're passing through, maybe it's God's fire purifying you. But don't be afraid. God is he's not, he's not going to burn you. He's going to give us what we need. So control. The fifth and the last one. Trust in the rock. Put your seat belts because this is, whew, you know, Verse 26 to 28. Let's read it. Saul was going along on side of, of the mountain. And David and his men were on the other side. Hurrying to get away from Saul. So, wait, wait, wait a second. So, this is Saul. This is the mountain. And this is David. And they're running. You know? And now, as Saul and his forces were Closing in on David and his men to capture them, they were just about to get David and his men. You know, a messenger came to Saul saying, Come quickly, O king, the Philistines are reading the land. Then, you know what happened then? Saul broke off his pursuit of David and went to meet the Philistines. Amen. The, Saul was about to get David. And in that very moment, the Philistines just came. The messenger came. And God, he did what he knows what to do. That is why they call this place Selah Hamalekath. You know what it means? Scape rock. Scape rock. Oh, my brothers and sisters. It's in those moments when you don't see any exit. It's in those moments when, when, when all is dark that God himself introduced and he do the miracle in our life. He is the escape rock. We need to trust him. And in this very moment, David wrote this psalm, the Psalm 11. That was our, our scripture reading. And it says, the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is in on his heavenly throne. He, what? He observes everyone on earth. Even you and me, he's observing us. And he's, I examine them. You know, you don't have to be afraid. God is watching you. No! He's watching you. You know, 
you have to trust him because he is on your side. In the middle of the hard circumstances, he is the escape rock. He is the escape rock. At that moment, David didn't know what else to do. And you know what? That's how God showed himself. When you don't have anything else to do, when, 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 when all the things that you think that may work doesn't work, that's when he showed himself. And there is a reason. There is a reason. And let's read it. Let's read it in Psalm 40, verse 1. Two, three. Next one. It's not working. Okay. David wrote, I waited patiently in him. I mean, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. Amen. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mood and mire. He set my feet on a what? He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Amen. Many will see that and they will put their trust in him. Because your problems, your circumstances is for him to glorify. And at the end, when everything gets solved, you're going to say, Hey, praise the Lord. All the glory is for him. Praise him. <laughs> I don't know what you're passing through this morning. I don't know what, what you've been praying for this week, this month. This year, the last 20 years, I don't know. But I know one. <laughs> I know one who is the escape rock. Amen. Trust him. Trust him. David had to wait 15 years to grow, to be the king of Israel. Since he was anointed, until he was the king, he needed to wait 15 years. I don't know how long have you waiting for. I don't know. But it's not about time. It's about trusting him. It's not about you and me. It's all about him. Many will see and they will trust him. Today I want to finish... I want to make this special prayer. I don't know about you, but I need it. I need to trust more in Him. So, I want you to close your eyes. It's between you and God. And if you have this special request of your problem, I don't know what it is, just raise your hand. We're going to pray. Your Heavenly Father, God, we can see, we can smell Saul's army just behind us. God, it's hard. It's hard. But today, 
we want to see the opportunity in the difficulty. Today, we want to see your glory. So God, as you did with David, we ask you to save us. In this world, we have problems. Family problems, economic problems, work problems, relationship problems. We have problems everywhere. But we want to put our trust in the rock. Oh God, please, may you glorify in our life. That at the end, we can say, it was because of God. It wasn't because of me. No, 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 no. It was because of God. Amen. Have mercy on us. Listen to our prayers this afternoon. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.